And we want to welcome Matt from We Say Gravy to the experts, where practitioners are the experts, because let's face it, if you're not doing right now, you're not an expert. And uh, so, Matt, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I don't know about the word expert, but I appreciate it. Well, it's it's something we need to start talking about. Um, we need to start promoting people who are experts who do um, who do what uh, what we talk about. You know, there's so many sure. people out there who talk um, and uh, they, they don't do. And so Matt um, is just an absolute expert in running these um I, I call them sweet 16 t- style contests. Uh, what would you call them? Kind of like a March. Yeah. I mean, March madness, sweet 16, whatever, you, you know, any, any term to do with the, the giant brackets is, is what I would say. And I mean, you, obviously you do it by category. So uh, some of the categories you've done have been uh, new England delis. You've done uh, pizza, you've done d- Italian, you've, you've done a lot, oh, but yeah. I think just from, I mean, just from watching you, you've inspired me to try my to try this in my own way. I do it a, a very, very differently. <clears throat> Nowhere near as extensive as, as you. Um, and I, I'm very glad that a lot of times you share uh, some of the numbers that you get and you show that people really get into these. Like one of them, I can't remember how many uh, people you reach, but one of your contests, you reached like a huge number of people. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think it started with the standard restaurant tournament when I really didn't know what the heck I was getting myself into when COVID started. And then after that, I did a sub tournament. So sub shops across Massachusetts. And I mean, I was overwhelmed by the impressions. It was, I, I think, over 500,000 in a month. And, you know, I, I think it's just, honestly, it's the purest form of free advertising for both a restaurant and a blogger uh it's just a it's a great thing and it's rare right where no side is is paying each other for services but both are benefiting if you get what i'm saying yeah i i also think it's um you know i want you to talk a lot more than than what i'm gonna be uh i want you to talk more than me on this because you truly are the expert. And I mean, 500,000, your page is about, uh, or has been about 10,000 followers for a while on Instagram. So it really shows that you can punch way above your weight class. If you, if you really, um, engage with people and get them involved in a way that's, um, you know, that they're invested in. And so can you talk a little bit about like how you set these up? You know, because I'm, I'm sure March Madness, a lot of people are familiar, but um, oh, yeah. you you like to set it up where it's kind of a one on one every night. It's a head to head matchup and um, yeah. it's something I don't do, but I like the way you do it. I, I just think it's not something that I, I would approach. And I think it's a ton of work. And I think the work kind of lends itself to to why you get Too better. Much work. Yeah, well, <laughs> Too much work, but then again, but then again, it's, it's got my blog to, I'm not saying I'm anywhere successful, right? But it's got me to where I am today. Without the tournaments, I would not be at 10,000 followers. Well, the other thing is when we talk about experts, experts have what usually, what do experts have more than everyone else in their field experience? And because of how much time you spend on this and doing it, 
you you have so much more experience than so many other people. So talk a little bit about the way you set it up, where you do head to head, how you determine uh, ranking and and um, and who gets number one seeds and things like that. Yeah, I mean, so before I even the first tournament, right, I knew that everybody has their own opinions on food. I mean, I know you and I both agree that one of our favorite, if not favorite pizza spots is Santapio's. But then if I put Santapio's as a one seed, I'm putting my opinion into the tournament. And I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to be completely neutral, right, on, on what I'm doing. So my idea was, since the tournament is being held on Instagram, um, I decided to do rankings, or I guess I would say the tournament's held on social media. Let me rephrase that. And I did rankings based on the amount of followers that a restaurant or brewery has on Instagram. In some tournaments, I even took the average of Facebook and Instagram, divided it, you know, got the average and, and ranked them that way. So a lot of work goes into um, narrow, uh, like finding 64 places and then looking each one up individually, um, a lot of Excel in the background. And then I'd say the very, very first step is I like to engage the, the audience and ask them, Hey, what are your favorite pizza spots in New England? What are your favorite pizza spots in New York? And that takes about a week getting replies, creating buzz. Um, so now that uh, I'm not thinking of places on my own, it's at least places that my followers know and my followers recognize. And I want them to, to sort of relate to the tournament, obviously, right? And not just pick a random pizza or sub shop in Vermont that nobody knows about because that's not going to necessarily interest them. So once I found some restaurants or pizza shops that people know of, I'd probably, I think pizza, I had a list of like 400 places besides, you know, New York city and in Boston and Massachusetts and new England. And I narrowed it down to what I thought were the top 60, 64 for that tournament might've been 128. I don't even remember. I got so big and looking all them up individually. It takes about two weeks to name, to announce its tournament to when you post the bracket and the bracket post is, um, it's a big deal for me as a blogger. I love the bracket posts. I'll stop there. <laughs> so how? Yeah, no, but th that's that's great because you you want to you want to give people a good idea on how to do this themselves. Um, yeah. When? How did you deal with? So one of the things I've always been worried about is people who or our business who basically is just like I'm the best. You can't even compare me to anyone else. I don't want to be involved. How did you deal with that in terms of? Um, uh, I didn't get that to be honest. I really, I really didn't get that. I think, I think what restaurant, I mean, some restaurants, I think after the sub shop or the very first tournament understood that it was a popularity contest and I can't, I, I'd say 75% of the tournament was a popularity contest, mm. obviously, because if, if a place with 20,000 followers reposts versus a place with no Instagram, who's going to win? But I think at the end of the day, when I first did the tournament during COVID, the original point, and I truly mean this, was to show restaurants that were open during the pandemic. And an easy way to do that was to highlight two restaurants a night playing each other in a matchup. It was just a way to show places that are open, show their food in the Instagram stories. Um, that's another thing. So the voting story, I used to just they used to look like crap and I used to just copy and paste pictures <laughs> into the story. And uh, now what I do, it's a lot of work is you really want to make it, you know, I'm not the best blogger when it comes to posting food, food pictures. I'm just, I'm not, that's not my strength, but I feel like an Instagram story 
I treat that like a food picture for a voting, a voting story. Um, I really look into the borders of the picture, what color they are. Is there a scoreboard? I try to take like the Boston garden jumbotron and put the poll on that or a countdown of a, of the, the match, you know, 24 hours, it, it ticks down and it looks like that on an actual jumbotron in the story. Mm. And I, I honestly have a lot of fun doing that. So you could say that, that that's my like lighting and, and stuff is the Instagram story, but I, I do all that work in Microsoft PowerPoint, copy and paste it and then send it to my phone and, and post it from there. So a lot of backend work. No, I love it. I, I love it. Cause it's, it's showing your creativity beyond, um, you know, beyond just the food. It's um, I, I think you probably engage men more than the average because you do have this kind of sports theme going through. I mean, I, I know a lot of food bloggers and we generally talk about how our, our audiences yeah. are, are female dominated and, yep. you know, that can be yep. good sometimes, but I, I just like the fact that you're actually appealing to a different demographic that might not get to see a lot of content that's specifically yeah, targeting right. towards them. Uh, you're right. That That's exactly what I wanted to do because I, I think I noticed right away. I was like, I have what at that time I had probably had 70% females to 30% males going into the brackets. And you notice like Barstool will post a bracket and that that's an, obviously a different, different ball game. Right. But when they post a bracket of New York spots, they get, thousands and thousands of comments and that's my vision but I, I just don't get that right with a lot of people that i'm not saying females don't even a lot of guys don't um no matter what gender you are a lot of people don't understand brackets but i decided i mean that's not the target audience that i want to go after so i i continue to do it i love that's what i like doing and if i like doing it i i decided that's the type of audience that i want to i want to find and i want to relate with and if they like what i'm doing and i enjoy what i'm doing then we'll see where it goes and that's what i decided to do yeah see you're a true practitioner and and you know part of the whole you know topic of being a practitioner or an expert or whatever is really attracting the audience you want and sticking with it i i think right when we initially discussed this and you asked me my thoughts and i you know i was worried about things and I was totally wrong. Um, I was worried about things that didn't align with what I was building, but for what you're building, you attracted the absolute right audience. And, and I mean, it's, it's been proven time and time again, where you've been able to um, not only keep people engaged, but, you know, continue to, to grow. Um, I was super happy to see you got sponsorship for your last um, yeah for your last one yeah so talk a little bit about that because it was a little different and i think people would um people would be interested in in that and how that came about yeah i mean my sub the sub shop tournament and the pizza one were really successful the brewery run i'd say was probably number three um but i realized i mean i raised three grand for the winner of the pizza shop through a gofundme and what I was really proud of, it had over 100 donors. So really chipping away with like $25 donations. That was really cool. And I don't know if it was like, I just wanted to challenge myself, but it's it's like, you know, when you get, when I, I probably have gained 5,000 followers just from starting brackets alone. So I, I didn't have a lot. I probably had 4,000 4, before the very first tournament I did. And after two or three, it gets old, right? And you got to come up with new ideas you have to create twists on the tournament. And that's just 
generally what I, I like doing. I want to differentiate myself and keep things fresh. So, you know, how can I both create a tournament that benefits the people that are participating? When I say people, whether it be home chefs or um, pizza shops or whatever. And so what I decided to do, um, for example, like I could say in the beginning of a bracket, who do you think will win the tournament? Like, who would you like as a giveaway, instead of tagging another friend, tag the restaurant you think will win. Okay. So now people are tagging a restaurant. They, they have some stake in the ball game and it's going to continuously get them to vote. And then if I can get a GoFundMe uh, raised for the winner of the tournament, they win money. Um, for the tournament I just did, it was a home chef tournament and I did get sponsors. I had a lot of calls with potential vendors, some big ones, some little ones. And I'd pitch a PowerPoint to them. It was very clean, in my opinion, because that's just what I do for work. <laughs> but um, I'm a salesperson. And I, I thought what I found is they just they can't grasp the idea. And it's frustrating because they don't understand that you can you you know this evolve any like if you post a story of anybody, it's a 24 hour story and you can see the metrics of that story. You can see the campaign effectiveness. If I'm a restaurant or somebody and I'm going on the radio, I don't really know how many people are listening on TV at that given time. Um, and I don't know where they're from or whatever, but at least, you know, on Instagram, I have 2.8% followers from Medford. I, you know exactly where my audience is and you know exactly how many people are going to be voting on that story within a day. And what's really frustrating is you could take it to the next level and do promo codes. That's what I was trying to do. Mm. Um, put sponsors on the Instagram stories, kind of like a hockey game. You see the sponsors on boards. It's the same idea because um, I didn't even get into the secret sauce of the tournament, but when you do get stake in the game for people that are in the tournament or restaurants in the tournament, they're going to post it on their stories. And I found that the employees of certain spots would start to vouch for the restaurant that they work for. And that's the secret sauce. Once you open up the tournament to their following and they repost it, that's when you gain followers. Um, so that's what's in it for me is followers. I don't make money off of it. And what's in it for the restaurant is advertisement, word of mouth. And they get to see pictures of the food and, and, and it honestly works. It really does. I'm not being cocky about it, but I, that's how I found some restaurants through my own tournaments. I would never have tried them otherwise. And it's feedback I get, whether it's people being nice to me or not, but I, I, I really do think it works. It's just pure advertising. Now, when you, you do all of these on Instagram, on your account, we say gravy, you also started a podcast off of this. And I think the podcast really drives some of the, um, the tournaments that you do. So the podcast is called Meatballs and dreams. <laughs> and you do it with uh, Mr. Banderas from, uh, well, he's from everything, from, but. Yeah, he's, he's a jack of all trades, but Banderas Deli, I actually met him through the sub tournament. So um, yeah, his family has a sub shop in, in the Cape. So Correct. when you do meatballs and dreams, which is an amazing top, it's amazing. Like it's great. Just fun to listen to. If you are from, I don't even know if, if you're Italian from Northern California, you can still listen to this and to this podcast and get something out of it because it's just yeah. so, I, I don't, I don't even know how I would describe it, but I, I listen usually uh, driving to and from uh, dropping my kid off from daycare and it's, oh, it's the perfect, perfect 20 minute, just 
little pop of, of info, but um, how has that worked into everything in terms of being able to uh, not only promote the tournaments, but maybe promote the winners or the finalists and, you know, have it's, them it's, on? Yeah, it's my sports center. It, it's, it's exactly what I wanted it to be. You know, of all you've told, you've guided me on this is um, text doesn't work on Instagram. So if I post a story of five lines saying, oh, Santarpio should have won this matchup. It was so close. But well, people aren't going to read that. It's just text in a story. It doesn't interest them. So in my head, it's how can I turn what I'm doing with the tournaments and take that a step further and just either grow something else or just continue to add to all the bells and whistles of an Instagram tournament and meatballs and dreams. My number one idea and still is, is a sports center. So at night, you listen to Bandera and myself talk about who won and topics and the food and, and so forth. What were the good dishes in the tournament? So it's just the same idea where um, you turn sports center on at night and, and, you know, hear us talk about it. And it was just a more of a creative way, um, get on camera, relate to the people more, um, put some more graphics on and, and stuff like that. So that that's the idea of meatballs and dreams. It's really interesting because even just overall, the way you do this and the way you present it, it's obviously something that I've become impressed with um, because of me as just a consumer of content, how it draws me in. Because I remember when you announced your home cook uh, competition and I'm just like, oh, boy, a bunch of ham and eggers going to be throwing stuff out there. <laughs> and then yeah. um, I think ironically, I think it was the two women that were in. The, how many women were in the contest total? Two women, two were in the finals. Yeah. Yep. And their stuff was just I remember one of them did a trio and I was just like, oh, my God, this this needs to win. And yeah, it, it was amazing how um, they they again, they just happened to be women. But like those two competitors really did like you posted some of their pictures and I'm like, what restaurant is that? And I'm like, oh, it's not a restaurant. Oh, maybe it's a chef that's doing this at home. Nope. Just a home cook. And I was like, damn, these these there are some really yeah. talented people out there. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's no online, I mean, look at the world today, right? I mean, my thought was Zoom meetings and, and for work and, and all that. So why wouldn't a, co a cooking competition be virtual? And that idea is really tough to uh, pitch to people and to resonate with people. Oh, you're not tasting the food? No, I'm not tasting the food. Yeah, and it's hard. <laughs> I continued, and I continue to stand for that, though, because... It, you, you know, you're trying to sell the idea of post COVID world to people. So an online cooking competition, nothing exists like that on, on Instagram. So that was my vision. And what I, the biggest difference between the home cook tournaments that I did or the one home cook tournament I've done is I can be more, I can be more, um, uh, petty. Uh, I can be more <laughs> free of freedom of speech, right? Because yeah. when I do a tournament, I'm not, you know, the idea of a tournament, these are the top places. So any, even if you lose, you're a top place. So it's okay. Right. Um, at least with home cooks, obviously I give them a heads up, but I can do more of like, Oh, this was, this wasn't that good. And it's part of it is an act. Right. But I, I have to engage the audience. It's a show, right. It's yeah. a show at the end of the day with home cooks that are very, very good and, and they're competing. Um, and then yeah, so, you, sometimes you know, I, I, I don't think people oh, yeah. understand that we like joke around and sometimes right. if we're being critical, we're not right. really being critical or like you guys, uh, you and uh, Mr. Banderas were like so impressed that the guy grinded his own meat. And I was like, yeah. 
Yeah. What's the difference between him doing it in his kitchen or them doing it down the street? It's the same. I know. It's the same die cast. It's the same die. It's, you know, unless he's making a, you know, 14.7% fat and like doing mm-hmm. something crazy. Other than that, all he's doing is grinding. And uh, the show. It, it is, the, but exactly. You, you just hit the nail on the head. It's the show. And that's, that's why you're the expert. You see stuff like that and you know to jump on it. And, and, and you can do, you know, in, in, in this crowd, in this home cook, they were, they were all for it. It's really hard to organize in the back. Like it was a so much time and I actually had somebody come to me to, to run a tournament that another home cook tournament that they want to do that would be in person. And I actually gave them a price on it and it was too much. And I, I stood my ground because if the, if the winner of a home cook tournament, for example, got something very large i'm talking five grand and above and i posted on my story today hey five grand to the winner of a home cook tournament let's go register you're gonna get over 200 300 applicants yeah easily right and and if you open up a 64 person home cook tournament you're getting 64 people emailing you with pictures different files different videos and i don't don't think people understood the back end um, and even videos, right? I, I did a lot of videos for the home cook tournament. It allows you to do press conferences. So you can really turn it into like an actual sports game where you're interviewing the coach in between periods or post-game conferences. And that's the content where I'm testing my audience a little bit. Like this isn't, this isn't a food post. It's, it's just kind of like a TV show. Um, mm-hmm. and I think, I think some, I think people like it. It's tough to make that transition, but that's where I want to go. And that's what I tested. And I think people, people like it because they start to relate to who these people are. And I really found it was like, it was like broadcasting a TV show Yeah, and it, it was a lot of work. It, it's amazing because what you're doing is basically, you know, we, we talk about, um, uh, real professional people that do this, you know, Madison Avenue type. And they, t- what you're doing is basically what they call pillar content, where they get a big piece of content and then break it down. And yep. basically they're able to use it in so many different ways that they're telling the same story from different angles. That's yeah. what you're doing. That's what you're yep. doing. And, uh, you know, that's, that's why you're an expert and that's why I wanted to have you're good. you on. You're good. I, I mean, I never thought about it that way, but you are, you're trying to get, you know, you're getting food pictures, you're getting cooking videos, you're getting press conferences, you're getting comedy, you're getting suspense, you're getting back, drama. Yep, yeah. Everything. Did you, um, everything. the, the one thing that, and this was after the thought, I, I keep meaning to ask you about this. If you were going to do one in person, you probably could do like a gingerbread decorating house type of thing. But I don't know how, I mean, it really would have to be very seasonal and, and, and what have you. It would be very hard to, uh, to do out of the season. But I don't even know if something like that would interest you. But I know so many restaurants host, um, you know, cocktails and gingerbread houses for like adults and stuff. And it might be an avenue. But did you ever think of doing something like that where it was prefab? It's, it's- I will do a tournament on gum. I don't care. But what I do care about is, is you, you got to remember, I've done probably six, six tournaments at this point. So my followers in, in each time I try to top the last one. So my only concern now is like, I don't care what it is, but it has to be bigger than the last one. So yeah. I did a thousand dollars to the winner for the home chef tournament. So if I ever do a tournament again, 
it's getting harder and harder. And I don't know if it'll happen, but I, I need somebody that will either sponsor it for more money for the winner, or there just has to be more at stake. So I'm up for doing anything as long as somebody understands the value that they get from it. And that's my job to pitch them on it. So it's turned into me being an actual salesperson trying to sell them on the idea of it. So I don't know if I'll ever do another tournament. I wouldn't do one if it's not worth it. Put it that way. It's good to know. Matt, thank you Uh, again, Matt from We Say Gravy, as well as Meatballs and Dreams podcast. I'll link everything else out um, down below or at the very least uh, your Instagram. They can find you from there. Thank you for coming on. Greatly appreciate it. You're the man. Thanks for having me. Awesome.